What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Linares. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. Welcome back, everyone. How's it going, Jonathan? How's your week been so far? It's been a busy week. I just finished writing a paper before we just started doing this episode. And I learned I have another paper due at 10 o'clock tonight. So it's going to be a long night. It's a long day yesterday. And to cap it all off, the paper I just finished was a group project with three people, two others, and myself, of course. One of the kids just did not do anything. I just texted it. He was like, I'll have it done today. Apparently thought it was due at midnight, but no excuses because everything that costs to do five o'clock on Fridays. So this kid just being a bum. I was pretty salty. I was like, dude, like you had, we had weeks to do this paper. I mean, I put it off to last minute, but it's okay when I do it. But when he does it and doesn't get it done, that's on him. That's, that's always tough having group projects in college, like especially college, you know, you're kind of just there to do your own thing. And then once you get a group project, and you get that one and unengaged teammate, it's it's always tough. Facts, especially like grad school, because everybody's at like such a different place in their life. Like there's real adults and then there's me. And this guy is closer to me than he is like a real adult. He looks a little bit older. I don't know how old he is. I don't, don't I think of his personal business, but apparently he was like helping his friend move or something. So that seems like an older person looking to do. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what, what were your thoughts on the basketball game on Sunday? You know, let's just kick it off the right way. Yeah, I feel like we really got to give updates every week now. People, hopefully they're invested, invested as I am in this team. Um, last week, you know, that was a step in the right direction. To everybody thinking, oh, they might have won. We did not win. We still lost by like 10 points. But we had a really bad start to the game, which normally we start really good and then get tired. Instead, we started off really bad and then kind of stepped it up in the second half and even the second quarter. So... I was pretty yeah, happy. I, it's, I was definitely, uh, I was definitely, you know, just the way it went, I was going in there expecting nothing and, you know, we didn't get the mercy rules. So, you know, anything past that's a win, you know, <laughs> not now I got a taste of close. This was close. I've guaranteed wins the next two weeks. So next okay. week's episode, I hope you're hearing a different story. I hope you're not hearing the story of some losers. You're hearing an you will be. story. You'll, you'll hear a good story. You'll hear your W for sure gotta be um just want to update the viewers a little bit i know i caught a little bit of flack the first week for not watching euphoria i've been super dead at work this week so you know i'm all the way caught up now guys i watched the whole first season and got caught up finished get, catching up today so that's you know fire. we're all all caught up <laughs> what are you thinking so far uh, it's mid you know like i was telling you earlier we had lunch together today um the first season isn't that good the second season i, I had been a little little more invested First season's not bad, but you know, it's just I don't think it's worth the hype for sure. So I definitely agree the second season's better. And the second season is even better when you consider I've been waiting like two years or however long since the last season came out. So it's been it's been a long time, but I think it's been worth the wait. This is a pretty good season, so excited to yeah, see how it was- goes. I was definitely expecting more seasons from it than two, but I just, I saw that huge gap that they had and I was, I was, you know, surprised by that definitely. Cause I remember back in high school, uh, just some girl I'd hang around with, she'd always have it on, but I'd never pay attention, but you know. Yeah, man. High school at Hoopston area high school in euphoria high, really the same thing. If you think about it, pretty much, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I always saw kids doing pills in the bathroom. I don't know about you, but that's all I yeah. saw. It came from the trenches, you know. You know how it is at Hubston. <laughs> uh, for anybody not from near Hubston, that is a joke. We are from the cornfields. There are people in boots 
people drive tractors to school they're not doing drugs well not like pills <laughs> we'll, we'll give a town tour one day <laughs> yeah when we hit a thousand subscribers on the youtube channel go subscribe vlog from hopes and coming soon all right are you ready to unravel what we got going for this week or what we missed last week yeah i think that was a big thing last week we missed so many albums like after the episode dropped i was just thinking oh my god i can't believe i didn't say that album in episode two i teased it by saying oh we're going to talk about some albums we're excited for when i was talking about brent fies's wasteland didn't even mention that album that's like maybe one of the ones i'm most excited for but i mean there's such a long list i took a list here some other ones i'm really excited for obviously frank ocean we didn't mention anything about frank ocean but i that was a decision i made because i was like we don't know if he's actually going to come out with anything like he could never drop again <laughs> so yeah, i was like I'm, that's, okay i'm not gonna put him on definitely definitely and I, that's what i was thinking whenever i was doing that and it's just so tough once you have like we're trying to we on these lists or you know each week we're trying to have like a finite amount of people so i mean you're bound to miss a few things for sure definitely so i mean i just want to give a couple quick shout outs to some other ones i didn't mention boogie Westside boogie his album that's gonna be fire his last project was really good that was a couple years ago so he's definitely gonna level up here had a good song with joey bass uh i think it was in 2020 so definitely excited to see what he's been working on flatbush zombies i feel like they gotta have something i haven't heard anything about that but they've been quiet so excited for that denzel curry we also talked about him a little bit but his project is gonna be really good i'm really excited for that as well as asap rocky all smiles that's the tentative name apparently that's been teased for like years, I feel like. So I'm kind of excited to see what the follow-up to testing is going to sound like. So what do you think about that? How are you, how are you feeling about a new ASAP Rocky project? Uh, he did tease it while I was in New York. He, uh, he mentioned something. He came out with 50 Cent once he, uh, he I think he said album dropping soon at the end or, you know, went, before he left the stage. So that was, that was pretty cool. But um, I'm, it, it's time. What, what did, when did testing come out? What, 2019? I think 2018, honestly. Yeah, so I, even a year off there. So, I mean, we're definitely due. This is one of those random facts that I just love dropping that might be 100% cap, but I think testing came out the same day as Yes, Indeed by Lil Baby and Drake. Could absolutely be wrong on that, but for some reason, I think that's true. Okay. Somebody fact it. check. Somebody fact check and uh, let us know. Yeah, I believe it for sure. We'll see. So today's episode, we wanted to get into some artists that we think are going to blow up in 2022. And I actually think, and oh, we're going to put you on, we're really going to put you on. I think we are going to put you on to some people, but some of these people are somewhat established. We think they're going to take that next step this year. So you want to kick us off? Definitely. Um, so the first artist that I chose was uh, 4 and, and what I'm most excited about is for his upcoming pro or his upcoming album that will, I mean, it's probably going to be out within the next matter of months. It's executive produced by uh, Kanye. So that's obviously something to be excited for, um, you know, He's really big in the drill rap scene. And I think that, you know, kind of took off uh, kind of a weird timing, you know, with Pop Smoke passing. I kind of looked at him as almost a lead for that into this new generation that we're getting. So very excited to see what we'll get from that. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at the new single he just had, City of Gods with Alicia Keys and Kanye, he said Pop was the king in New York and now he's the one in charge. So, I mean, that's that's love that's right a, there. Yeah, that's some big shoes to fill, especially for, uh, you know, since they're such similar artists and everything. And I think once you look back, like through his discography or songs he's been featured on, he's worked with huge artists, you know, guys like Drake, Meek Mill, Lil Baby. Then obviously, you know, he's got the Kanye ties now. So it's looking to be a big project that he's going to drop. And um, the song I chose for him was uh, City of Gods, which just released today, actually. So uh, how did you feel about that track? 
I mean, I thought it was a pretty good track. I mean, Kanye had a pretty good verse. He called it verse of the year. I think that's a very hot take. It's really early. So we'll see. What do you think about that? I, I really enjoyed the track. You know, I, I like the Alicia Keys vocals. And then, you know, I think Kanye and Fabio definitely did their thing. I've liked both their verses. So, I mean, I can't complain, of course. Man, I can't hear Alicia Keys singing about New York and not think I'm probably state of mind, though. That was my only thing. I was like, mm. like, I like it. It was good, but just very reminiscent of that. So interesting. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, are you ready to kick it off with one of your artists here? Yeah. So the next artist we're going to talk about today is Gene Dawson. Have you heard of Gene Dawson? You're familiar with him? I am not. That was okay. one that I was not familiar with yours. Okay. I'm going to put you on. So Gene Dawson. I, he's about 26 years old. I think he's a little bit older. He's not super young. He's kind of been making music for a little while here. I actually found out about him through a YouTube channel called Hive Mind. Shout out to Hive Mind. They're like my favorite YouTube channel, actually. I watch all their videos. Really good content about music, especially. So they did a series where they reacted to some songs from the underground. Actually put me onto one of my other artists I'll mention later, but they did a video reacting to the song Power Freaks by Gene Dawson, which is one of his more popular songs. So that was pretty cool. That was back in 2020. When I was in quarantine, I was all over YouTube watching videos. So that's when I found Hive Mind. And that's when I found Gene Dawson. So that was pretty cool. Um, so he dropped an album called Pixel Bath in 2020. And this had a, a great feature from ASAP Rocky on the song Triple Double. And all the other songs of the album were really good as well. But then he was really quiet in 2021 and didn't really drop anything until December when he came out with a song called Menthol with Mac DeMarco, which was pretty good. So I'm definitely really excited for his next project. It's really hard to describe his sound. I feel like that's a very cliche thing to say. People are like, oh, he's genreless, but he really is. He's just a really unique artist. One thing that IDK said at No Label that really stuck out with me, he said, especially for the artist, be a color that doesn't exist. And I think Gene Dawson is like the perfect example of that. There's nobody else out there like him that makes music like him. And so it's just really cool to see. And I'm really excited to see what he does. And I really think he can become mainstream because people are, so interested in what he's making definitely um i mean you're making very interesting points there and everything with the be colorless um or be a color that doesn't exist my fault um and you know another interesting thing to see that's kind of prevalent in all of our choices here is you know he's featured on a song with asap rocky um most of these people once you're um you know getting your name out there with bigger artists you know that's how you heard of tyler the creator you know other artists like that once you get these features on your songs people are going to listen you know if in every so often that's how you're going to grow just by you know maybe not everybody likes you and listens to you just because of that feature but they'll they'll give it a chance of course definitely i think that's getting a cosign from another artist is one of the biggest things an up-and-coming artist can do to make themselves more known and more relevant so i definitely agree with that point all right moving on to my second choice here we have our first brockhampton member i i looked at the notes i can't remember if you did did you end up doing um no, I did not. I was, yeah, I was considering it, but I, I was going to let you talk about it. Okay. All right. Um, so I have Dom McLennan here. Um, he, ha he only has one solo project out compared to, you know, the other members that were dropping solo projects, you know, kind of throughout their careers. And the project came in back in 2013. So, I mean, it's been a while. It's been over almost 10 years now since he's dropped his own solo projects. And I think, you know, he's ready. He's ready for that step or he has to be ready for that step if he wants to continue making music with uh, Brockhampton being done after Coachella it doesn't look like they're going to come out with any more music. So it's, I mean, it's time. Yeah, that's crazy. I actually did not know that he had any solo projects. I don't think I even heard a solo song by Dom. 
I was going to mention artists like Matt Champion or even Kevin Abstract, who's obviously the biggest member of the group. So I kind of want to stick away from him. But Matt Champion as well, he has some pretty good solo music out there already. And I think after Brock Hampton is done, he's going to be able to collaborate with some different people and make some new sounds. So I think I'm really interested in that. But Dom, I mean, he's the most technical rapper in Brockhampton, such great rapping ability. So I'm really excited to see what he can do when he's not trying to work with other people, when he can do what he wants to do specifically and make beats that fit his sound perfectly. I think he'll really be able to make some great music. Definitely. And for me personally, you know, he was carrying songs like Face or New Orleans. You know, I loved his verses in those, not necessarily carrying, but just he had such great verses in those. And it's just, been prevalent all throughout all the saturations and even past that um the song I actually chose was sugar just because that that's probably my favorite verse by him um with you know right at the beginning there he just comes in and just kills it for sure oh yeah he's i mean he's just such a great rapper so that's definitely a good choice uh moving on here to my next choice i chose red veil so red veil he's a pretty young rapper he's only 18 years old right now i believe he was 16 when his last project called niagara dropped that came out in 2020, actually. Um, I found out about it through the Twitter account, Shrek Knows Rap. Are you familiar with this account? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. I've, I I follow this one. It's like, um, it's Peter Griffin, like skateboarding to music and everything. It's kind of somewhat, uh, somewhat the same thing there, but. Yeah, Shrek was blowing up back then in like 2019 and 2020. So he was always putting me on a new artist. He had some good playlists as well. Um, but yeah, one of the biggest artists, or one of my favorite artists I found out about through Shrek was obviously Red Veil. He dropped this project. So I listened to it the day it came out. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I feel like a lot of people compare him to Earl Sweatshirt. They call him a little baby Earl Sweatshirt, you know, but he's just so good. He has such great talent, especially for how young he is. You look at Earl, Earl came out with his mixtape Earl when he was 16 as well. So that's kind of interesting. I think they're going to take a different direction because Earl kind of went in the more like absolute underground, whereas Red Veil has potential to go to the mainstream. I mean, he has, has such good production, which obviously is a similarity between him and Earl. But I mean, one of Red Veil's songs, Wait, was actually kind of popular on TikTok. It wasn't like huge, but it was good some love on TikTok. So I think some of his other songs have the opportunity to do that because of how good the production is and how good a rapper he is. Yeah. And I mean, that's just to touch on uh, what, Devin said, I, I think it was his question last week or maybe the week before, you know, about artists getting their songs out there on TikTok. It's, you know, it's huge, you know, because that can um, give you the proper exposure you need. Definitely. I mean, there's just so many opportunities to do different things with your music and getting it popular on TikTok and other places on the internet is one of the best opportunities out there right now. Definitely. I mean, if, if your song pops on TikTok, you're more than likely to pop, you know, with whether it's just getting the views on older songs or just, you know, getting your name out there, of course. Definitely. I mean, I would hate for my first song to just pop on TikTok and then not have any other material because I'd feel so much pressure, like to put out something perfect yeah, for the next yeah. project. But like, if I had 10 songs out at least and the 11th one popped, I feel good knowing that I had other stuff for them to listen to, you know, take a little more time with the next project. So, I mean, obviously he's not popping, popping on TikTok, but I think he can still, he's taking a little bit of time with this project. I think he can take his time and, you know, deliver a masterpiece. Definitely. Moving on to my, uh, my third pick. This is probably the biggest name out of all these lists here. It's uh, Dominic Fike. Uh, you know, just touching back to Euphoria a little bit. He killed it throughout there. And I think that's only going to help him become, you know, outside of music, just become this superstar. I mean, he's kind of already, a, I would consider him almost a star now, just being backed by 
like the Kardashians or DJ Khaled, even your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, Russ. So, I mean, there, you know, he's backed by the industry for sure. Um, like we, we talked about a little bit earlier at lunch, you know, his first album, it, it wasn't what I expected, you know, it didn't uh, hit the way I expected it to, but I mean, he still has that chance to become just a superstar in music and even outside of that. What are your thoughts? I mean, don't forget about me. Demos was one of my favorite projects when it dropped. Or actually, I didn't even know about when it dropped, I guess. But like when I heard it for the first time, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm excited to see whatever Dominic Fike does next. I actually found out about Dominic through Brockhampton. They posted a video and he was in it. And I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, like, what's that- going on? And then I looked and that song had like tens of millions of plays already. And I was like, how do I not know about this guy? Like I've been under a rock apparently. Like I told my sister, I was like, you got to check out this song, Three Nights, Dominic Fike. And she was like, oh, I know that. And I was like, how do you know that? And I don't, I was like, come on, I'm slacking. So when I found out about him, I was listening to that. I mean, She Wants My Money is like one of my favorite songs ever. Such a great project, King of Everything, so good. But like you said, I heard that project, I loved it. And then I was so excited for the next project from him. And it didn't really live up to my hype, especially at first, just because I had such a high bar set. But then, you know, after I had a little time, like, okay, this is good. This is so really good. I mean, tracks like Politics and Violence and, you know, some other songs on there are just really good songs. And I just had such high expectations. It didn't live up to them, but it's still very good. So if you haven't heard that yeah. project, definitely go take a listen. Yeah. And I mean, he almost reminds me of another artist that's kind of genreless. You know, he's not, I wouldn't consider him a rapper, but I also wouldn't consider him a pop. You know, he's kind of at a good in-between area there. And um, I mean, he's just, he has so many people backing him and everything. It's, I, I just don't see any other way that he doesn't become a superstar, if not this year, you know, the year after. So, I mean, it's, I think it's coming for sure. I definitely agree. I mean, did you ever see like some of his early work before? Yeah, it was kind of more out there and everything. Um, I was just watching a video the other day actually on him and it was, uh, it's interesting to see. I mean, he's got a crazy story. I mean, he was like a rapper, rapper at first, kind of in that same mold as somebody like, I know I don't really want to compare him because he's not that similar, but kind of like an ex, you know, somebody that South Florida style. To an yeah, extent. definitely. Not Naples, like Florida. Exactly. He's a Naples boy. Shout out to our boy Jack Simpson, you know, the goat producer from Hoopston. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dominic just took that style and then he went to jail. And then he came out with these de- somebody released the demos while he was in jail. That's why it's called Don't Forget About Me. That's such a crazy story. And I mean, it's so good. That'd be so weird to have your music just out there popping. And you can't even see it and enjoy it. Definitely. I just, you know, that was kind of, you know, it's kind of leap, leap into stardom, you know, record labels, you know, were bidding awards over him and everything. Um, I just definitely, I think it's the next step is coming for him. And, you know, touching on the song I chose was uh, Politics and Violence. And of course, you know, that's probably my favorite song on uh, what could possibly go wrong. I think it's definitely a great choice. Can't go wrong with that. And I mean, just to kind of get a conclusion here on Dominic Fike, I mean, He's one of those artists that he's not gonna he's not going from nobody to a superstar in this year, but he's at that level where he is just ready to take that next step to just being one of the biggest artists in the world. Like, did you say how many monthly listeners he had on Spotify? Uh, so yeah, I was looking through and he was the highest out of anybody we had chosen. I was trying to um, I was trying to keep it under five million, but he was at ten million. But I you know I feel like musically he's not a superstar yet, whereas he may be on with his social media influence and everything. But just looking over it, you know, he's already 
without, you know, his album kind of hitting as much, you know, not becoming like this top tier album that we're all listening to and everything, 10 million listeners, Mac Miller only had 17 million. So he is, he is right there already, you know, and just, I think next project he's drops, just, it's going to be something huge. Definitely. That's crazy. I mean, but he's one of those artists that has potential that he could hit 60 million monthly listeners. And I feel like he probably had to be higher, definitely higher than 10 million when that project dropped. And then even when three nights was popping. So I'd be excited to see where he lands with this next project. We'll have to see. The next artist I want to talk about is Tizo touchdown. Tizo touchdown. This man is out there. If you haven't heard of Tizo touchdown, he's a artist out of Beaumont, Texas. And there was a pitchfork article that came out about him somewhat recently called Tizo touchdown is the insufferable fashion rapper of the moment. They're basically talking about how he was just making music to get his name out there through social media. So he could be doing fashion things. I really don't agree with this headline at all. I think he's a great artist. I think he's very polarizing. I think you'd either love him or you'd hate him. I just made my friend Mitchell listen to some of his music the other day. And Mitchell was giving up ratings. He was like, oh, 6.2, you know. And he gave one like an eight, which I was like, okay, that's fine. Eight's fine, but he deserves at least an eight. So he's such a good artist. He's not his artist. It's genreless. I hate to throw it out there again, but he is. And I actually found about him through Hivemind as well. He's the other artist I was going to mention that I found about through Hivemind. They reacted one of his songs pretty early on in 2020, I believe. And then he kind of blew up because of his feature on Tyler Creator's album, Call Me If You Get Lost, on the song Run It Up. He's actually on tour right now with Tyler. So if you go to that tour, make sure to get there early and catch that teaser touchdown set because you're not going to want to miss it because he's going to be a star soon. Definitely. And I'm seeing a common theme here for, with all these picks. You know, they really have polarizing features along with, like you said, they're almost all genreless. And I think that's just the direction music is going. You know, you're always going to have your Drake's, Kanye's, your Kendrick's of the world. But, you know, I mean, these people are all blowing up with this genreless music almost, you know, mixing and molding, of course. Definitely. I think one thing about that is, like you said, there's always going to be Drake's and Kendrick's. And so there's going to be people that are going to be their predecessors. You know what I mean? But these people are trying to find new lanes entirely, which is just such an admirable thing, honestly. And just, I love the creativity and love seeing what they, people can do. But the yeah. song I wanted to put people onto by Tizo Touchdown is actually called I'm Just a Fan. It's kind of like a personification of a fan. It's really interesting. You got to check it out. And it's not a fan like, oh, I'm a fan of his music. It is like a ceiling fan, like a fan that cools you off. In the song, he says, don't mind me. I'm just a fan on the wall. I won't tell a soul, even though I've seen it all. You put me away every winter and fall, but when summertime comes around, I'll cool you off. And I just love that. That's like such a unique way to look at things. Nobody's ever talked about like a relationship from the point of view of a fan. But, you know, he's talking about, he's kind of just there with this person and they kind of push him off to the side sometimes, but then they'll go back to him, you know, in the summertime. So that was a really interesting perspective that only Tizo touchdown would think of. So if you thought that was interesting, go check out his other music. He is such a creative guy. He has a campaign. He's running for the mayor of Midville and his campaign tagline, keep the mid off the streets and Tizo, he's just doing his part. He's keeping the mid off the streets, putting the new stuff out there. So shout to him for that. Definitely appreciate the creativity from him. He's just a goat. He's a young goat. He's going to blow up soon. He's one of the ones I'm most confident about. So we'll have to come back to these choices and see, you know, how definitely well they... we'll, we'll have to revisit this at some point, you know, and see, see where, uh, 
where it takes landed. Um, my last artist I have is the holiday. Um, he's somewhat of a, he's a smaller rapper still and everything, of course, but he has done project or done things with lyrical lemonade. You know, that always will get your name out there with the crazy videos they do and everything. And I've actually seen him perform at Rolling Loud New York. So that was also cool. You know, I was on him a little bit before that. I think it was my senior year. So that would have been 2019, 2020. He dropped another album this year, but I did like his first album. I think it's Broken Hearts EP. And he had mistakes on there. That was the song I chose. And he just has a, a very interesting voice. You know, he's kind of blowing up a little bit in Hoopson, honestly, before, before anything else. So. Yeah, Hoopson, you know, that's the place that blows ours up. So <laughs> you definitely got to blow up here first. Um, no, but I like that pick. Holiday, he's pretty good. Mistakes is one of the only songs I've heard by him, actually. But I do love that song. Like, I think it was actually in my top 100 songs on Spotify one year. Like, I was really listening to that on repeat when it came out. So Yeah, it's definitely something that's stuck in my rotation, of course. And just in that song, I mean, he just showcases the voice he has. He has such a great voice. You know, I think that's a very distinct feature for him is his voice. So we'll see what happens with him, of course. Definitely, definitely like that pick. That's that's a good one. And like you said, that Lyrical Lemonade touch is just great to have, obviously. Getting that video from Cole Bennett, getting the exposure to so many people that subscribe to that channel, great to see and great step in somebody's career. So it was pretty big for him, especially because I don't think he was very big when that came out, but Cole probably just saw his talent. It was like, definitely. Put this kid it, on. Yeah, if you guys would like to watch the video, it's actually on Mistakes, the song I chose. So it's actually a pretty good video too. Of course, anything they're going to put out is going to be, you know, good content. So have you seen the iPhone videos they've been doing? I have not. Are they like, is it exclusively recorded on iPhones or like what's going on? There? Yeah. So Cole has shot two videos, I think two, maybe more actually on iPhones. He shot one for Lil Yachty, one for Yeet actually, that just came out last night. So, I mean, Cole's just like a wizard of videos. He just, you can do anything. The iPhones now, yeah, I mean, they are getting crazy cameras with the pros and everything, you know, stop by that, Dan, stop by Danville AT&T and I'll get you right with what, what Cole Bennett's recording with. So my man just trying to get his commission up. Don't listen to him. <laughs> all right i'll move on here i actually have two more artists i chose kenny mason as my next one kenny mason is a rapper from atlanta I've talked about him before he's another one of those people that's kind of genreless kind of blending rock and rap a little bit really unique sound and i think he's gonna blow up this year last year he was performing at festivals i saw him at Lollapalooza. he actually brought out red Veil, who i mentioned earlier and they did their song ray gun together and that was really cool to see because i do love both those guys he also had features on his album from Denzel Curry and Freddie Gibbs, who I think are, I mean, two of the best rappers out right now. Freddie's kind of more underground than Denzel is, but they're both so good and have so much respect from their peers. So I think that this could lead to Kenny getting more features in the near future. So I'm excited to see what he does in 2022. What do you think about Kenny Mason? What do you think about him blowing up this year? Definitely. I, you know, just listen to a few tracks that I think we talked about him like sparingly the first video or the second video. And especially once you, you know, you're getting backed by such respected artists, like, uh, like you said, Freddie Gibbs and um, Denzel Curry, you're, you're definitely bound to at least make some waves and maybe this is the year for him. I think it is. He's been putting out some solid music for a while. So I think, I think this is year for the step. The last artist I wanted to go on to, technically not an artist, a group, Paris, Texas is a group, rap group. They dropped an album called Boy Anonymous, as well as an EP called Red Hand Akimbo in 2021. I found out about them through an article in Pitching Some Plans, and they were actually supposed to open up for Brock Hampton on this tour, 
before the breakup. So going back to that breakup, it's kind of, you know, it's touchy subject. It's tough. But I think that was one of those things that would have blown Paris, Texas up. I mean, those are so many potential fans that they're going to miss out on performing in front of and making that impression. So that definitely sucks, but they've been putting out such good music, kind of getting coverage from, you know, blogs and all the social media stuff. So I think they're definitely going to still blow up this year. I think they got time to do it. So we'll see what happens. Definitely. Um, you ready to move on to some news from this week? Let's do it. All right. I think um, arguably the biggest song that dropped this week was, uh, or at least most awaited from us, from our perspective, at least was uh, when Pusha T dropped Diet Coke. How did you feel about the track? I loved it, honestly. I mean, it was just stuck in my head all week. You order Diet Coke. That's a joke, right? I was just like, it was in my head for like three hours of every day of since it dropped i've just been loving this song i probably listened to it like 10 times a day it came out such a good track how do you feel about it i think it's definitely everything you want from a push a t track you know and it's just it's definitely getting me excited for the album um hopefully we have you know a, a good successor to daytona definitely i mean if this is any indication of how it's gonna be i'm excited i think this is a great step so we'll see what push got for us i was hoping that kanye would be on the song from the video but you know that wasn't the case but the production Kanye's, did yeah. have some kanye vibes and it was some kanye but it had like that feel of like a classic kanye track so i love the production it was really good kanye is everywhere right now i mean i i think i'm getting a little more confident that the album will drop but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit i actually saw that this beat was made by 88 keys like 15 years ago or something it's been sitting in the vault so that was pretty cool that it's been around and it was just waiting for that right moment and i think there's not many gonna people pull... that would have done more on it than push so yeah hopefully he's gonna pull out some classic uh some classic uh sounds for this album that's coming up oh i think this album has the potential to be a classic so we'll have to see but as you mentioned we obviously got to get into kanye there's so much talk going around about donda 2 right now We've already talked about Kanye like five times this episode, but we're going to talk some more because there's so much new information about this project that we got to touch on it. So apparently there was a Donda 2 listening party at Nobu this week. Does that make you think this album's going to come out a little bit more? It does. You know, if I'm wrong, I'm glad to be wrong about my over under, but you know, I just can never fully commit myself, especially after this whole Donda saga we had uh, throughout the summer last year. It was... I can't fully commit myself. Question for you, though. How much would you pay to get into that listening party? Oh, that is a great question. I don't know the number, but it is way higher than it should be, I think. Okay. I mean, it's respectable either way, you know? I mean, we got to talk about the picture that was taken at that event. Allegedly at that event. Drake, Travis Scott. Kanye, Baby Keem, and Young Lean photographed together. And I mean, if those people were there, imagine who else is there. Definitely. So getting to meet those people, getting to see those people, getting to hear the album before it drops, that's, I'd pay a, a lot of money for that. Pretty penny for that, for sure. A pretty penny, yes. I mean, I think just for the Young Lean, just to, you know, I think that's worth it in itself. Just buying, I'd go to a Young Lean listening party. <laughs> Shout out to Young Lean. My favorite thing is, I saw somebody say that he's like a TikTok rapper and it was a person that was serious. Like I've seen people say it as a joke, 
like a young lean's a tiktok rapper ever since uh he's been blowing up on there he is blowing up though i i can't escape that you know off my for you page but it's crazy exposure of course i see the most random people posting it too i'm like you did not know who young lean was like two months ago and now you're just bumping this track like it's your favorite song i mean he's been a great song but he's been around i mean he's he was on blonde by frank ocean like he was doing some stuff with travis i mean in what 2014 before travis kind of blew as well so early yeah because he's been blowing up i was like okay i gotta go back and do a deep dive on young lean like i've heard some of his songs but i haven't done like a deep dive i listened to like the this is young lean playlist on spotify i got to that travis song and i was like oh my god like that's crazy i wouldn't have guessed i had a song together but it was old like you mentioned so i thought it was random i saw the picture of all them but i was like okay if he knows travis like from that long ago it definitely you know it it threw me off a little bit seeing him there um even baby keem i just he's not quite on the level of you know the other guys in the picture there but it's you know he does have the the travis scott kanye west ties so i feel like he's one of those rappers that a year ago i would have put on that list of rappers i think would blow up and you know, I think that would be a good prediction because I think he did blow up over the last year. So I almost would want to, it it was, I would almost put him on that list again this year though. I think he's, I think there's more steps for Keem that he could take. So we'll see. Definitely. And that was just such a huge project. That was probably one of my favorite, it was definitely top three for me for favorite projects of the year last year. So definitely good to see, you know, and hopefully we have one of these guys that we mentioned today, you know, on that list. So the last thing I want to say about that picture the young lean appearance in it reminded me of this video by Kerwin Frost on his Spaghetti Boys channel on YouTube. If you're not familiar with Kerwin Frost, he's just an all-around creative guy, done fashion stuff, done music stuff. He's like a DJ, as well as he started a group called Spaghetti Boys, which has like Lucas Sabat and some other people in it. Uh, one of his things he does is he has a YouTube channel and he made some connections through fashion and some other industries. And he got the invite to the Wyoming Kanye listening party as well as the Kitsy Ghost listening party in LA. And at the Kitsy Ghost listening party, he like photo bombed a picture of Kid Cudi and Travis Scott. Like they were getting ready to take the picture of them. And he just goes in, he says, fucking fellas. And he just poses. <laughs> and Kid Cudi just like gives him a look and it's hilarious. Definitely gotta check that video out if you haven't seen it. Kerwin is like one of the funniest people alive and just one of the most creative people alive. So shout out to Kerwin Frost, he's a goat. Definitely. And I, I got to get you before we, you know, we, we still got a couple more things to talk about with Kanye, but I got to, I need that line that you have in the notes here. <laughs> All right. In the notes, I said, Kanye doubles down on 2-22-22 release date for Donda 2. No pun intended. That was corny. I know it was, but it came to my head. He did double down. There's a lot of twos in that number. I got to say that. But he said that on there is. the Instagram post when he posted a screenshot of the photo of him and Travis and Drake and Young Lean. So pretty cool to see. <laughs> they, he's been really weird with social media recently. He's been posting a lot, I feel like, on Instagram. And a lot of them are like screenshots and they're not cropped. And it's, I'm just like, Kanye, like, what are you doing? But he's also Kanye, so like he can do what he wants. That, that's what I was about to <laughs> you know, make my point on that's been bothering me so much how these just aren't properly cropped or anything. It's like, I'm looking at two Instagram posts and one. No, it's kind of distracting. Kanye is going to Kanye though. Oh, absolutely. I feel like it's one of like when those people reply with memes on Twitter and then people reply with a meme. that's like, you got to crop the meme or whatever. And I'm like, Uh you got to though. Like you have to cry. If you're going to tweet something, you got to, 
got to do it right. And some people just don't. Kanye's just not doing Instagram right, but he's doing it Kanye. And that's on brand. Respectable for sure. Um, our last point on Kanye here, uh, he, there was a text that was sent out. He wants Drake to narrate his uh, upcoming Netflix series. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's one of those things that just is not going to happen for many reasons. First off, Kanye asked for like the final edit of the documentary and they didn't give him permission to do that apparently. So if they didn't give him that, they're not going to be like, oh, you know what, Kanye, you wanted him to narrate that? Okay, it's coming out in like a couple days, but sure, we'll figure it out, man. You can make it work. Um, It's already been shown to so many people. They're finished with it. It's not going to happen. Second off though, I don't know. I feel like Drake isn't, the number one choice. I mean, it'd be cool because of the beef in the past that they put it aside. He does this, but there's better options. I mean, Drake has a good voice and all, but somebody like Morgan Freeman, that's not out of the question for Kanye. And that'd be pretty legendary. You saw what he was able to do with the narration on Savage Mode too. He can, you know, make those moments in Kanye's life feel right. And it'd be cool to see. Cool to hear. I, I would love, I would love to see, you know, a Morgan Freeman one, but I feel like you're sleeping on Drake, the Drake narration voice a little bit. I feel like it'd be just picture perfect. You know, it'd be something perfect if he like narrated the NBA finals or something, you know, like the hype videos for him. Okay. The hype videos I could agree with, but the actual NBA files, I don't want him anywhere near the company. No, no, <laughs> not broadcasting or anything, but you know, the hype videos they play before and everything. I could definitely see that from him. Yeah. Okay. I would not mind that, especially if his rappers want that kind of go hard, but I don't know, but wouldn't it be weird if somebody that you did have beef with was narrating your like life documentary? Like, especially there's no more beef. If they, it's, it's there's no up. more beef. But what if they talk about the beef and then he's the one talking about the beef? That'd be some real inception stuff that I don't, I just can't see happening. Definitely, um, the documentary is definitely going to be all pre-beef, but still. I hope we do get a Drake appearance there. You know, he was working in Hawaii back when uh, they're making my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. So, I mean, there's other moments too, of course, but I'd love to see him get in on that. So yeah, I definitely don't think it's out of the question. I would definitely love to see that. So we already talked about the music that did drop this week, but somehow we have to talk about the music that did not drop Kendrick Lamar. People were saying it on Twitter all day on Thursday. He's dropping the night at midnight. He did not drop at midnight. I was pretty upset. I mean, I'm also thinking he's Kendrick Lamar. He doesn't have to drop when everybody else drops. He could drop on a Saturday at one afternoon. It's going to pop off. So I never know what's going to happen with Kendrick. But this does make me wonder, what is he going to do at the Super Bowl? I talked last week about how I thought he would drop because he's performing at the Super Bowl and he could do something new. I still don't think it's out of the question. He could do something new and just premiere it there, which I'd definitely be excited to see. But it's not out already. People in the stands won't know it. So this makes me wonder, what song do you think he's going to do? We kind of talked about it, but I want to kind of get into it. And then let's t- think about what other people are going to do in their slot at the Super Bowl. To backtrack a little bit on the Kendrick thing, you know, I wasn't very confident last week. And I, on yesterday, I was sending you know, pictures of uh, people like drawing clown makeup and stuff. And it's like me thinking Kendrick's going to drop tonight. You know, I, that's how I was viewing you this week. <laughs> I'm definitely a clown. I've been a clown a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, see, I just can't, I feel like I can't get over-invested, you know, and think these artists are going to drop when I don't think they are. But so for my Kendrick track, uh, we were talking about a little bit earlier. I think there's like a wide variety of options and everything, but I, you know, it hits close to home. They're performing in LA. So I think he's going to come out with Compton with Dr. Dre being there as well. So what are your thoughts on that? I think that's a great choice. I would love to see it. It makes a lot of sense. 
I'd have to go with something else. I think he's going, I really do think he's going to go with humble if he does something old, just because, I mean, it's a great song. I feel like a lot of people listen to it when they work out or, you know, at sports events, sports games, you know, whatever. So I think it'd be a pretty good choice. It's a safe choice, but I don't want the safe choice from Kendrick. I trust Kendrick to do what he thinks is right. And I hope he does not think that doing an old song is right. I hope he thinks this is my time. This is the perfect opportunity. So we'll have to see. But the one thing I do hope with everything in my body, they better come out to still Dre. Definitely. If they don't come out to still Dre, I'm going to turn it off. uh, Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, what would they come out to if they don't come out to, you know, if Dr. Dre's track is not still Dre and... I mean, what do you think it would be if it's because that was definitely my pick is still Dre, but what do you think? I don't know, maybe like the next episode or something. Like, I don't know. Definitely. I mean, I I wouldn't be against you know, nothing but a G thing with Snoop being there as well. I think we'll see that at some point, but I think they have to come up to still Dre. I agree. I could just imagine that. I feel like it's gonna be such a grand entrance to the field. It's so cool that they have so many people. I mean, I'm excited. I love seeing how different artists make their appearance like when people come out from the under the stage you know other things like that definitely come from a secret place like i love seeing that like there's a video back at uh drake's festival and it's actually drake and kanye video drake's performing uh pop style and kanye comes out of the floor and he's got a jacket covering his back and it's a pablo jacket with like pablo three times on the back and then he starts rapping his verse and it's like the coolest video ever to me i love it i would die to be there so i just love when people take that little bit of attention detail and make that entrance special. And I think this is going to be a great one. So I'm excited to see what they Definitely. do. This is probably the most excited I've been for one since uh, I can't even remember. I was pretty excited for the weekend. That was last year, but I mean, they just keep up in it, up in the ante here. So definitely. I mean, I was very excited for the weekend. Everybody knows big weekend. Killed it too. He did kill it. I saw a video this week of somebody ranking all the halftime shows ever. Respectfully. He went with Prince at number one. And that's a great choice. And he put the weekend at around like the 10 spot, which I'd go a little bit higher, but I do agree that Prince is probably the go halftime show because that's one of those shows that has so many intangibles that you just can't make up. Like it was raining and uh, it just hit a little bit different. Like you're talking about that J. Cole moment in New York. It's just one of those moments you can't make up. So that's great. Definitely. Um, So moving on to some of the other artists here, what do you think? Do you think um, artists like Snoop, Mary J. Blige or Eminem will get their own tracks or what they'll do? Yeah, I think they'll definitely get their own tracks. You know, in the teaser video, Eminem was rapping Rap God. I really hope he doesn't do that. I would love, you know, if he did some old, old stuff like, you know, Lose Yourself. That's such a classic track in his catalog. So we'll see what he does. But Snoop, I mean, he just released a new project. So I really hope he doesn't do one of those songs as much as I think he might. I hope he does one of the old classics. Mm-hmm. Or if he has two ta- two songs, possibly one old one and one new one. So, you know, we'll see. That's why I feel like nothing but a G thing would fit so perfectly. You know, Snoop kind of, you know, takes over the song a little bit and it's kind of Dre's featured on there almost, but with it being Dre's song, of course. But, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at an older song with a newer song, but we also got to remember, you know, there's like a finite amount of time there. So one other thing, the Super Bowl performances have been doing a lot over the past couple of years is surprise guests, special guests. Do you think that's a possibility with this lineup or do you think it's, too many people I, I think to there's bring too many the people guests. for yeah i think there's too many people not enough time for that to happen you know it's only about a 14 to 20 minute show so it's 
you got to, you're right around a three minute track for each of them. I don't think they'll perform the whole track. It'll be interesting to see what happens. We'll have a good review for it next weekend. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they do. We'll definitely get that review up. But the final thing I got to ask, do you think there will be a Tupac hologram? No, I've heard that thrown around. And I was like, <laughs> I hope not. I just feel like it's weird. <laughs> I just, I don't know about that. It is weird. But I, it would oh, be such I'm, a, you know, such an homage to LA culture. It'd be kind of cool, but I hope they don't do it. Cause I missed they did one. That. Uh, I missed a song. I, I think they definitely have to do California love too. I mean, they're in. Oh Cali. yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one as well, but yes, that is a must that I would say there's like a 99% chance I do that song. But I mean, if you look back at the tribute they did to Prince, I think it was Justin Timberlake who was performing. They like dropped a curtain down and Prince was like singing on it. So I don't know. I feel like they're not the Super Bowl and the NFL are not past doing homages to the (laughs) deceased. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Um, We have a few questions from the audience for this week. Um, I posted something on my private Snapchat story for my music story, and I got a ton of answers. So unfortunately, we're not going to get to everyone. We're going to limit it to two per episode like we have been, but they will get, we will get everybody in. So starting it off, you were pretty excited once you heard this one. What is your favorite non-rap album of all time? I was very excited when you told me this was one of the questions because this was something I actually talked about this week. My friend Levi, he posted on his private story where he posted music to a screenshot of him listening to the Casey Musgraves album, Golden Hour. And he said, why is nobody told me about Casey Musgraves? And I said, how have I not told you about Casey Musgraves? I love Casey Musgraves. Golden Hour is my favorite non-rap album of all time, I think. And this is a hot take. I told him it might be my top 25 favorite albums of all time. I don't think that's crazy, but it might not be. It's a great album. It's not album. crazy. You know, uh, I feel like it's definitely not crazy because it's your top, you know, it's, I mean, it's not what the, what you think the best is, you know, it's, it's yours. So. No, that's true. But I mean, he knows me pretty well and he knows a lot of my favorite albums and he's like, are you sure you don't like 25 more than that? So yeah, it's a great album though. It won the Grammy for best album of the year a couple of years ago. And that's when I found out about it. I was like, who is this? Like, how did she win album of the year? And she actually performed, I think after she won the Grammy and I was like, okay, she's fire. Like I got to give this album a listen. I was do it like three times the next day. I was like, this album is so good. One of my favorites. So shout out Casey Definitely. Musgraves. I, you know, I, I figured the, it would be a, the weekend album, but I, I feel like that's too close, closely associated to rap. That's there. exactly. I didn't want to go. I feel like the lines between R and B and rap are like kind of blurred sometimes. Yeah. You wanted to have Obviously, a definitive they're pretty thick there. different, but this is something that was like totally out there. People wouldn't expect Cause I mean, it'd be easy for me to go for the weekend, you know, Sampho or even Brent Fias, but I want to throw the people off a little bit. Casey Musgraves. I do love that album. So shout out to her. Definitely. Um, the, I had, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't think you could guess this pick as many times as you want it. I mean, if you just kept guessing, I don't think you'd ever guess this. So the album I chose for mine for best non-rap album was um, Audio Slave. It's a self-titled um, alternative album. Um, Chris Chris Cornell, you know, one of the bigger names in rock, uh, unfortunately passed away a few years ago. But I mean, I just love the album. It's such a great album. Always a good listen for me. I'm going to have you throw in a track here. Just throw in. Uh, let's see. What song do I want the viewers to listen to? Let's go with uh, let's go like a stone. Just throw that in there once you 
I mean, how many get, I don't think you, do you think I'm right with that? that... You're 100% right because I have never heard of Audio Slave. I don't think I, I probably heard the name, but I would never have like recalled it when I was trying to guess. So I never would have guessed. I was guessing like a Radiohead album because I know you like some Radiohead. I do have, yeah, I see, I do have like a little bit of alternative. That's probably my second favorite genre. So, you know, I had to show some love there. I think I posted it on a um, bop drop. I think maybe that's where you maybe would have guessed it, but maybe. I was thinking about Bop Drop earlier. We got to give a plug to Bop Drop here, I guess. You know, we got to tell people what it is. Bop Drop is an app. I actually found about through a TikTok, but it's kind of like Instagram for music is how they promote it. Everybody on the app has the opportunity to post one song per day. And then you have a feed where you follow people, have recommended songs, all that sort of stuff. You can listen to the song in the app. So it's really easy. And you could also save the songs to a playlist so you can easily find the songs that you like. So really great app, really great way to find new music. So if you're not on the app, download it, follow me. I'm Jalen Aris on there. Good I'm not time. sure my app, but I'm gonna get back on there since you plugged it, you know, so I'll, I'll give the viewers uh, something to look forward to. I'm sure my my name's like Elijah Venencia on there, Evenencia, so. Yeah, you could definitely find it more, find them through my followers. But yeah, it's a great app. I was thinking about Bob Drop though, because the first song I ever posted on Bob Drop was by Paris, Texas talked about them earlier so i'll i'll put the song in the episode that i posted on bop drop so you guys can listen to what i was listening to what i got on bop drop earlier this year um shout out shout out brady for that question you know brady lenara's little cousin there second avenue ties of course gotta bring that in um moving on to the second question here this is very good question i feel like we have a lot of quality questions that we're gonna be pumping out here soon um, if you could listen to one rapper's music for each of the last three decades, who would it be? This was a very hard question. And I think one key distinction we made when we were thinking about answering this was, for example, if I say Kanye, I have to pick the decade. I can't have Kanye and then get his music from 2002, 2021. So I ended up going with, for the 90s, Andre 3000. To me, he's the greatest rapper of all time so many classics in that decade even with equipment i and with at aliens obviously i would have liked to have some of those later tracks hey yeah obviously a big old hit not from the 90s but those two albums are two of my favorites by outcast i this is kind of a tough one too though because there's no solo andre project mm-hmm. so is that kind of cheating i mean I'm, we'll, I'm we'll say just no. say outcast as a whole okay i'll say outcast then then for the 2010s, or sorry, excuse me, for the 2000s, I went with Kanye. Obviously, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, my favorite Kanye album, would have loved to have that included, but it won't be. But you do have the college trilogy right there. Those are three classics, basically. Also, you get the top three Kanye album there with uh, 808s. So. Get 808s. I think that's a great choice. There's not very many more consistent discographies in the 2000s. Kind of wanted to go with MF Doom there, but I had to go with Kanye because I listened to Kanye more. Then for the 2010s, this was the hardest one for me because it's just happened and there's so many people that I love so much. But I think I'm going to go with Earl Sweatshirt. You know, this is one that I was like thinking about the whole time. What am I going to say? Earl's one of my favorite rappers. He's had some good projects with... Doris, I don't like shit. I don't go outside. And some rap songs here in that decade. I think it's a good choice. 
I think that's a good variety of artists too. Obviously all pretty up. rappy, but I'm happy with that choice. Definitely. That threw me off guard for sure. You switched it up from what you had in the notes. I know you were thinking about it right there, right before we started. So I know I paused yeah. right before I said it, but I was thinking Josh Gambino. He was my other choice because he has so much variety throughout that decade. And he basically had an entire career in that decade from the early projects all the way to 315, 20, which I guess wouldn't count either. So all the way to Awaken My Love. But definitely I had to go with Earl. I respect it. I respect, you know, all the choices there, of course. Um, so my three choices for the 90s, this is a little bit tougher of a choice here. It was between Dr. Dre and Tupac. And it ultimately ended up deciding on Tupac, you know, just such a classic artist so many classic tracks it's just i can remember just sitting in the back of my mom's car just listening to tupac just um like um dear mama or you know ambitions as a writer of course that was you know and i came back to a little bit more on gta and everything with west coast classics so that was probably my definitive answer there with tupac even as much as i want to put dre on there for the 2000s this is a tougher choice with you taking kanye that would probably would have been my choice there but I had to ultimately land on Eminem. What are your thoughts on that? I feel bad because I mean, if you want to pick Kanye, you can pick Kanye too. I'm not mad at that. No, that's, I definitely wasn't that's mad at that. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. <laughs> I don't uh, see. The thing is, you know, probably at the time or, you know, up until probably five, 10 years ago, I listened to Eminem more. Um, you know, I do have um, one of his albums in my 10 out of 10 albums or one of my favorite albums in that playlist. I have a, the Eminem show that's one of my favorite albums of all time so many good songs on there it's great album from him obviously he's fallen off more now but <laughs> you know it's sad to see but I would have I would have been happy if he called it called it a career after recovery for my uh final choice here this is this is also a little bit tougher you know I think just with us you know growing up in the 2010s that's you know where we kind of found our love for rap it was definitely a tough choice but I ultimately landed on uh Drake you know just take care if you're reading this it's too late nothing was the same i just that three album run there that would have been enough for me to probably make my list then you throw in albums like views and um more life is pretty easy choice for me just with so many classic tracks and just so many great songs and everything that he's put out even his mid tracks are good so i think that's a great choice drake is one of those people that he's put out so much music that like there's a song for every mood every vibe everything you're doing it's a good choice so you got a lot of a lot of good artists there so i mean i don't think when you're talking about picking one artist i don't think either of us would miss with our choice like i agree with both of our choices we're both going to pick people that are good so i would say like your take there definitely definitely i think all of our answers are respectable of course you know definitely obviously we think that but let us know how we did let us know yeah let us know who has a better three think as about well the- um, keep coming with the questions too, guys. I mean, we love answering them. We love sitting there thinking about it. We kind of, that was kind of probably the most exciting part of our lunch today was, you know, me reading off all the questions we got and everything. It's great to, we love to have them, of course. Oh yeah. I love getting everybody involved, making this feel like community. That was really one of my things I wanted to do. I wanted to, the two goals I had really to put people on the music and kind of build a community. And I think we did both those things this episode between definitely talking about rappers are going to blow up. That's kind of putting people on and then taking some questions as building the community. So I think, you know, I'm happy with what we've done so far. We've, this is our fourth episode. We've been out for a month. Isn't that crazy? That is. So, I mean, it just got to keep stacking, yeah. keep stacking episodes. That's, that's the plan, of course. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's going to be a while before we're on episode hundred, but that number will be crazy. When we hit to what a hundred episodes, 
I already know what I'll do. 24 months away, you know, I got I'm marking it on the calendar. That's crazy. Crazy to think about, but I think we're going to stick it out. I think, you know, I've loved making the podcast so far, so I think 100 is not out of the question. Definitely not. You know, I even just for a personal listen, I, that's probably my favorite thing is going to work on Monday and listening to it. So it's good to it's good to I, see. I can't listen to I I can listen, I guess. I can't watch it. No, I, just, I, can't, like, I definitely can't talk. watch it. I will, uh-uh. I will never watch it, but I'll always throw it on in the headphones and just, you know, listen to it at work. It's even hard to listen to sometimes, especially because I edit it. So then like, I've just heard it so many times. Like sometimes I can like repeat the lines about to come when I've heard it so many times. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm ready to get this finished with. Like, it doesn't take that long to edit, but it takes a little bit of time. It takes enough times that I'm like familiar with everything we talk about that it's it's familiar. I know where I'm going definitely, with it. So definitely. I know. I, I think we all understand what you're saying with yeah. it. Um, last thing here. So with our Instagram, you know, we're kind of, what are we at? 103, 105, right in that general area there. Yeah. Um, Jonathan and I have been talking about a giveaway. So I think, you know, now's the time to properly announce it. So you want to go into it a little bit on that? We're going to do a giveaway on our Instagram for two vinyls. We're going to give away kids see ghost vinyl, as well as a good, kid mad city kendrick lamar vinyl to enter all you have to do is share our post on instagram talking about this giveaway and then like and comment tagging one friend in the comments when we get to 200 followers when we do the giveaway we'll announce the winner on instagram live we'll go instagram live for the first time and announce the winner because you know that's where the giveaway that's where we got to show love so if you want to enter all you got to do like i said share the post like it, comment, and tag a friend. Pretty simple. S- simple enough. And, you know, you get two pretty good vinyls, two v- very good listens. So um, we're definitely happy to be able to do that. And hopefully, you know, we're giving it away here soon. Definitely. hope we give it away to somebody that, you know, really loves those albums, really put them good to use. Even if it's just sitting on the wall as a piece of art. Excited to give it to somebody that wants it. Definitely. And I, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Um, do you have any closing thoughts for, for the viewers? Ah, pretty good episode. Like we mentioned earlier, I mean, I love doing these episodes where we talk about what we expect for the year because we can always go back and see these thoughts and then see how our predictions stacked up. So excited to see in next year's episode of 2023 predictions, how we did with these last two episodes. Definitely. I'm definitely excited for that. Thank you guys for listening as always. Tune in next week. See you guys next week.